Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You know, the looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore, that hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country, and, and Iowa, and Nevada. And well, 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 if well, it is well. an old horseworm rogan. <laughs> I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're well, man. Bro, do I have to sue CNN? I don't know, do you? They're making shit up. We will not tolerate individuals that disregard the lives of the larger population that we serve. We are determined that we are going to deal with climate change and and have zero emissions, net emissions by 2050. By 2020, make sure all our electricity is zero emissions. Yeah. By 2020, Alice, it's going to happen. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Biden was out there doing the posts. Um, the post uh, Ida uh, tour, and uh, New York and New Jersey did not treat him well. Needless to say, it's always the there's always the risk when you go to areas with high concentration of law enforcement and uh, fire firemen and um, many times just Italians uh, mm-hmm. that um, that they're not going to appreciate you if you're Joe Biden and not Donald Trump. And they gave him hell today. And that's fine. I don't care either. You can yell at the president if you want. You can yell at the last guy. You can yell at Obama. You're allowed to do whatever you want. These folks feel like Biden has abandoned Americans overseas, and he did. So, yeah, I've got no. Did you hear that there were like chants of college at the, all the college football games too mm-hmm. of people chanting "F you, Biden." Yeah, I saw a lot of that, and they're going to do that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Those I tell you, I would never watch a college football match of anything. But I did. I already say this. But some of those big things with the theme songs, et cetera, like jump around and the crowds of all the tens of thousands of yeah. people is like, wow, I could get into a little bit of that. That exuberance uh, is, is pretty I cool. I would say there might be some drinking involved, too, which <sighs> could be a hit. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, there's some. Yeah, there's a great piece of it's only good video. 
But a great piece of this um, <laughs> this country is so stupid. But a great piece of video showing a guy at the South Carolina Gamecocks um, game. He was walking through the tailgate part of, which I assume is probably the size of Delaware, the, the tailgate area. Mm-hmm. Is a reporter and he's doing a stand up and he's walking through, of course, while talking about the sights and sounds going on. And every Yahoo in the world is down there double fisting beers and drunk as hell and uh, drunken shirtless sunburned dudes and drunken um, uh, uh, busting out of their tops, uh, blonde co-eds, trunk everywhere, woo, ah, all over the... Yeah, I saw one with a female reporter. It oh, looked really? like it was it. She was in a parking garage or something. Almost it looked like, and yeah. she was getting hassled big time. She was like out of the shot half the time because she was trying. Oh to avoid yeah, no, being, they can't being hassled by I yahoos. Don't... But I think you know. I think with last summer being sort of a wash with COVID and yeah. everything, I think people are ready to be back in the action. Oh, totally. I have, I'm not, people I'm not have gotten too... vaccinated and they're like yeah. ready to go, which is why I think it's so interesting that Biden thinks he's going to go out here on Thursday. I originally heard his speech about his new COVID rules he was going to put in was going to oh, be yeah. like today, but it's Thursday now. So they're oh, gonna, so he's going to unveil some like six point plan to knock out Delta. Like now that Delta's peaking in the US, We'll probably have some kind of fall wave up north, but like now that it, now that the summer wave is peaking, he's gonna roll out a six point plan and take credit for it going back down again as the weather gets more moderate in the south, and uh, you know, and so. But I, I mean, like, does he think that's gonna help his popularity? <laughs> like, since everybody um, already hates him now. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Th- Maybe he does. I don't. Th- I think that they're trying to shake it up. Really, they're trying to create a buzz and fervor around him. They have, you know, th- these people that they hire. Hello, hello, hello. Come on, baby. These people that they hire are, uh, you know, are, are big, uh, big price tag uh, professionals. A lot of them, Ron Klain and even Pasaki. And I think that they're assuming and hoping that that he can bust out of this thing and get something going here. Um, but uh, you can't message your way out of sucking this bad, though. Yeah, well, it's all about the midterms. So I think that he, they're going to do whatever it takes to try to get this guy polling better. I, I, mean, I agree. I don't think they're going to have their infrastructure package if he doesn't no, do something. No, and actually, in a who, uh, by the way, in, in either he, the bipartisan or the uh, extra super one. No, I hope they don't at this point. I'm all for it. I'm all for shutting this freaking Congress down. I'm so disgusted. First of all, the freaking roads and bridges are fine. They're, they're fine. Okay, I don't care about the roads and bridges. I drive on the sh- sucky roads, and I'm fine. I'd rather have... I do think about it now since that... I mean, I know this is like the most cliche thing ever, but like I never really thought about cracked concrete until the Florida building collapsed. And now like when I go under little overpasses and stuff, I'm looking up and around and going like, hmm, that does look pretty cracked. <laughs> like, I hope it doesn't fall on me. Like I'm... I do think that stuff sometimes. But I know you'd be thrilled if you got hit by an overpass. I am ready to go. Absolutely. There's no problem there. There's no problem there whatsoever. So (laughs) I don't even know where to begin. I can tell you that we're having, we're going to have fun, Uh, Alice. I'm I'm not, you guys listening, and thank you very much. uh, We are, why aren't, wait, I'm listening to Blind Mike's podcast yesterday, and they've got the weed people selling ads on there. Why don't we have that, by the way? Um, They... Nobody's offered to buy ads on our show. Oh, I see. 
Let's make sure we don't say that on the podcast because it really sounds pathetic, Alice. Well, yeah, ask the question. <laughs> you got to not uh, have questions Wait like a second. that. I you got to not have hold... questions like that for your sales department on in the middle of the show then. If well, you're... hold on here. Mm-hmm. If Blind Mike and Craig can be debaucherous, I can be debaucherous. Well, you know what? I can what? blast lines I'll and shoot smoke an email. weed. And, I'll and... shoot an email to the weed gummies people. Please do. I'd like to take some and weed I'll gummies. And I'll let them know. And I want a promo code I'm like he gonna has. I'm not going to use the weed gummies. I'm going to use the weed gummies, Alice. Oh, maybe it's maybe if they have a promo code, maybe it's like you just pay. Like they only, I want what Blind Mike has. We only get paid if like people buy them. I want Alice. You know, because we've had what offers you, like okay, that, but I haven't done that because I wouldn't do oh, that Alice, to our listeners. Alice, I don't want to shush you, but I'm going to have to shush you. <laughs> 1990, Mark the time. 1990, I have been 1990, and, 1990 and five. Okay. The great Jay Moore came out with the motion picture that's also included uh, a Thomas Cruise and uh, a little blonde kid and um, another guy who said, show me the money. Do you remember that guy? Who was his name? No. He I won an Oscar. It, wasn't he in um, Boys in the Hood? I don't know that either. You don't know Boys in the Hood? Nope. In the hood. You're going to feel stupid because you should know this guy. Okay. <sighs> Cooper Gooding Jr. Okay. Okay. I know who he is. Like, this is what side, it is. So now I'm your Cooper Gooding Jr. in front of you telling you to show me the money. I want the weed money. Mm-hmm. I want, um, I definitely want the, um, what's it called when I can't perform sexually? ED. Yes, I want that money. Okay. I want fat people money. Can you name me some companies? Because I don't, I don't know, know any ED companies. Oh, Roman is one. R-O-M-A-N, okay. I think. Okay. I want th- all of those, Alice. Anything that's tacky and tawdry. This body. <laughs> they can harvest stuff if they want. Absolutely. Whatever they need. I'll get a <laughs> tattoo. I want all the slimy, dirty, backwards... <laughs> Gutter money. Okay. Okay. But we're Daddy not needs having new pair of gu- shoes. But we're not having weed gummies in our house. You can sell them I'm on the air. I'm having weed gummies in the house. You house. can sell them on the air and say you take sell them. Sell them on the air. You can, you can become a weed salesman on the air. Um, but, <laughs> but I'm not having them in the house. We're having because them you're going to leave them somewhere stupid and one of our kids is going to overdose on them. On weed gummies? The- yeah, that happens all the time. That's like a known problem is that people leave their edibles lying around and they look and taste like candy. So then their kids eat them and they overdose. That's a known thing that happens. So I don't trust you, given that I found your bag of cough drops in the kid's bedroom the other day. The, the, I don't, this bag here? Yeah. That's why it was back in your Is stack. this even my bag of cough drops? Yes. You requested when you started working on the radio. You, you know, requested that I give get you cough drops. It never made it to me, Alice. Your little plunderers got it before it ever made it to me. I saw this here the other day, and I'm like, wow, cough <laughs> I drops. I brought it back to you from the I, little I've never had it in my well, possession. Well, I didn't open the bag, so. I didn't open the bag either, but the <laughs> morons think it's a candy. Okay, that's fine. But I want all that money. Okay, anybody else, by the way, if you guys have something shady you're trying to move, please think of the Burn Barrel <laughs> podcast uh, to do that. Uh, okay, so now uh, I want to get to the Joe Rogan stuff because this is, I think, <laughs> incredible. Of course, Joe Rogan 
took, and by the way, I just for the heck of it looked up PolitiFact to just, because, oh, you saw what my, my old friend, good liberal progressive Josh Davis sent. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. What did he say? Okay. Josh has been on the air and he's a, he's a friend of mine, but he's a liberal and he gets very upset sometimes. I had retweeted a, an excellent joke that Neon Taster put out there. You know, Biden said today, you, we played it the cut earlier, mm-hmm. a second, on tornadoes. You know, the looks like a tornado, they don't call them that anymore, that hit the crops and, and wetlands in the middle of the country, and, and Iowa, and Nevada, and I mean, it's wetlands just across the, the board. And, uh, you know, um, uh, as I said, we're in this together. Okay, so they don't call them tornadoes anymore. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is a quote tweet by Neon Taster. Okay. Yeah, now it's Tornade X. Okay. As yep, in like Latin X. Yep. How brilliant is that? So I retweeted that. I thought, what a brilliant joke that mm-hmm. is. What a brilliant joke is it? I get from Josh Davis, a guy who derided Trump and said, we need to take to the streets for five straight years, losing his mind. Josh Davis replies to me and Neon Taster. It's a Derrico, which exactly four people on the face of the earth knew. <laughs> is that true? That there's Who the a hell new thing? knows? Is it, so is it actually tornadoes or is it a new thing? That's uh, it might be a new thing. Maybe it's an old thing. It doesn't matter. But he comes back and says, obviously, having looked it up or whatever, it's a Derrico, um, which is fine. But Joe Biden didn't call it a Derrico, but that's fine. <laughs> but the fact that he feels the need to goaltend for this he yeah. says, it's a Derrico. Just stop with this nonsense. At least he isn't telling folks to inject themselves with bleach. <laughs> a Derrico? Stop with this nonsense. Wait a second. Biden made a legit fair game gaffe, and some guy made a great joke out of it. What nonsense? Wait a second. I'm not allowed to scrutinize Biden at all? Well, and you weren't really claiming that he thought the word was tornado X. Right. I wasn't pointing out. I wasn't pointing to you fake news. You weren't legitimately like trying to claim that he thought there was some like, ugh, okay. But I mean, this is incredible. Not only is it bad sportsmanship and just piss poor, mm-hmm. but can you imagine it's a Derrico? Just, no, first of all, you didn't know it was Derrico. Nobody knew what anything was. And that doesn't matter. The point is somebody made a good joke, okay? It doesn't matter if it's a Derrico or a Jericho or a Flerico. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it is just stop with this nonsense. So wait a second. What exactly are we doing with Twitter anymore then? All the nonsense has to stop now? Nope. The nonsense has to end. Mm-hmm. Stop with this nonsense. If you're going to play the just stop with this nonsense game, you can't be goaltending for Joseph Robinette Biden. Because there's no stopping with the nonsense if it's Joe Biden. He is the guy. He is the king of gaffes. There are hundreds of gaffes. How do you even spell Derrico? I'm trying to look this up now. D-E-R-E-C-H-O. D-E-R-E-C-H-O. Duh. Derrico versus tornado. I've literally never heard of this. And I just, I Googled like new words for tornado earlier today and nothing came up. A Derrico is a rising tornado. This says it's a Derrico. Fast-moving bands of thunderstorms with destructive winds, but instead of spiraling like a tornado or a hurricane, the winds of a derico hey, uh, move oh, oh, in straight lines. Elsa, did you not hear? Did you not hear what I just said? Did you not hear what I just said? Did you say who cares? What no, I said it? a derico is a rising tornado. A rising tornado. Yes. This says that no, it goes in a straight hold, line. Hold on, hold on. You're in trouble. Okay. <laughs> rising as in rising kindergarten. 
<laughs> it was a classic, a slam dunk, Alice, and you okay. walked right past it. <laughs> yeah, I missed You go it. marry Josh Davis, okay? You guys are now married. That's it. I'm gonna. I'm now free, okay? Okay. I just never heard of this before either. So I guess we have a new homeschool topic. Okay, so there you go. That's the Biden tornadoes and the unhinged, weird tweet. To quote tweet, I get saying, "You stop it." No, no, no. We're not making fun. Now we're not making fun. Trump said, "Inject uh, bleach." So for the hell of it, by the way, I looked up just PolitiFact just to see. Let's see what they would even say about Trump and bleach. And of course, Trump didn't say to inject bleach, mm-hmm. and he didn't say to uh, use ammonia on the body or put sunlight into the <laughs> lungs of somebody. Didn't do any of that stuff. But all that fake news is still out there. Right. You know, it's just too good to not to. It's like if you're gonna have that, then don't be a poor sport. How about Derrico? Okay, <laughs> Derrico's never an Derico, excuse, according to. The way it's nothing, it doesn't exist. It's clouds, okay? Um, it's mostly wind. Yeah, you're mostly wind. <laughs> All right, here's Joe Rogan. <laughs> Don't laugh, you're gonna get criticized for laughing. If it's not your stupid machine making <laughs> air noises, it's your laugh wheeze. <laughs> Really? Alice, come on. <laughs> why, are you, why are you pushing? No, actually, I'm handing off to you now, Alice. I'd like, a few, I'd like your thoughts on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Derako. Okay, well, you actually. <laughs> um, but, I mean, the whole thing is just ridiculous because also he was just obviously fumbling around. I mean, like Nevada doesn't have wetlands either, mm. but we're just you're tr- but like you said people are goaltending for him they're now trying to make all this stuff look like it's not that bad and like it's just made up and we are determined that we are going to deal with climate change and and have zero emissions net emissions by 2050 by 2020 make sure all our electricity is zero emissions you know it's his own fault that he has these gaps like that he was so insecure as a younger politician, so incredibly insecure about his own feeble intellect that he always felt the need to overcompensate with a bunch more sharp bullet points. First of all, like this, second of all, like this, second of all, that, and usually those could all be just shot out of the sky when he would do them. They're like mm-hmm. skeets, you know, shoot, shoot, shoot. All the stuff he said was just so... How does Josh Davis feel, by the way, about him making up that he went to the Tree of Life synagogue, for example? I don't know, Alice. I don't know. Or he's he's done some stolen valor stuff before, like saying he's in the civil rights march. But that's different. But anyway, this Biden has done this. He, he fancied himself a quick, sharp orator. Somebody who could go back and forth and, uh, you know, have witty, mm-hmm. loud rapport. Quick, 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 quick. When he needed to, he was never great at it. But now he's stuck in it. Now that he's feeble, he can't serve it up, right? You know, he's like just, he could. He's just throwing stuff out there, half of which is insane and isn't like the right words for things or anything, right? <laughs> which can be fun. But all right, the other thing I want to get to is the Joe Rogan, since he also, like Trump said about uh, you know sunlight and bleach, et cetera. Joe Rogan has beat the coronavirus, has beat the pandemic, and he's in trouble for that because even though he's not an anti-vaxxer, he took other stuff that you're not supposed to even... Do they even know for sure whether he was vaccinated or not? 
No. He could have been vaccinated for all I'm, they I know. think he was vaccinated. He just told, like, he just said, like, you know, maybe not every 20-year-old really needs to be vaccinated if they're in great shape. Right. Well, well, well. well if well, it isn't... Well. This is Tom Segura introing Joe. Old horseworm Rogan. <laughs> I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're well, man. Bro, do I have to sue CNN? I don't know. I don't know. Do you? They're making shit up. They keep saying I'm taking horse dewormer. I literally got it from a doctor. It's an American company. Mm -hmm. It's a. It, they won the Nobel Prize in 2015 for use in human beings. Yeah. And CNN is saying I'm taking horse dewormer. Yeah. What? So well, they I'm must know that that's a lie. Well, there's a lot of people saying it. <laughs> right, but a lot of people can say. I it. like this about Rogan. Something that's really nice about him is that in, in a lot of ways, he's and he admits it right up front, he's really naive about stuff. He is still a newbie to politics and really to media. So he's still saying, like, I understand, CNN, they're the cable news network. Why would they lie? And to him, it's still novel. It's like, wow, they're lying about this. It doesn't seem... I mean, they're journalists who should be proud. He's proud of doing the stuff he does, mm -hmm. and he tries to do it well. He's like an extremist at perfection. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't get that somebody else wouldn't, that somebody else would be a POS. Like, he doesn't hang out with guys like Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer who are there in the room with him. They wouldn't do that to each other. They wouldn't backstab and, like, be like that. And so he's wondering, like, why would the CNN do this? Why would Jim Acosta just lie about me? And it's interesting to see it kind of sink in. Okay. Like, yeah. the internet says it. Who cares? Sure. But, but CNN is anyway. saying it. Like, Jim Acosta. But I meant, like, other, like USA Today, a few other, like, yeah, and they're talking of, of, about ivermectin. Right? Yeah. So what? Because I don't know. I just saw so much news yeah. about you. I mean, I would talk to you and check on you and see if you're all right. And you're like, <laughs> you 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 threw the kitchen sink at it. You said, yeah. which was stuff that you know you took IV drips and was it mono what mono monoclonal antibodies? And that what is monoclonal antibodies? <laughs> they gave Trump. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. You when you're bothering. A bunch of kind of simple guys. I mean, they might all be geniuses, these comedians. But they're not out to harm people. They're not looking for trouble. Joe right. Rogan is kind of just an honest actor. That's his thing. That he's honest to a fault. He likes, you know, lifting weights and in martial arts and hunting and nature. He and weed and to have a beer here and there. It's like, he's very... I, I'm not... The fact that you've got Americans like me who are defending him, uh, it, it's it's only because the guy's got a bit of honor. He really does. And that's why he's such a good interviewer, because he's curious. He's interested in people. So he asks questions for three hours, sometimes four hours. He'll talk to people. He's interested. When they say things, he takes it in which is a wonderful validating thing when you're saying to somebody, especially during an interview, when a lot of times it's simply just you serve, they return, you serve, they return, you serve, they return, and your 12 minutes is up and you can go. Guy listens, processes information, asks humans, asks human questions, speaks like a person does, and is really successful. And so he's looking at these guys like Jim Acosta and saying, wait, I don't understand. Why wouldn't, like Rogan never did anything to Jim Acosta. Right. And so he doesn't get it. Rogan would have Jim Acosta on. Rogan has Alex, whatever. Alex Jones. Alex Jones on. He's got wacko lefties on. He's interested in people and yeah. takes them at face value. 
And so, like, mis to be mistreated like this, it doesn't wash with him. And I think it's great that he's that he's noticing that these people are going after him. For what? Because he got the coronavirus and didn't die <laughs> and didn't have a terrible time. And, and But that just reminds me, like, this... You know they were all so hoping he would die. Oh, yeah. And this has brought just... It, it's inescapable. And I sent this to us. It's inescapable. <laughs> you see somebody said, did you see where Trudeau was pelted with rocks? No, I didn't see that. No, I didn't I'll see it I'll just check either. it out, though. I'd be interested in seeing it. But, yeah, I mean, so, obviously, like I said the other day, of course Joe Rogan didn't go to the livestock feed store and buy horse dewormer and ask people in an anti-vax Facebook group how much to take. Of course he went and saw a doctor and took the prescribed and, pills that the doctor right. gave him. And when you say, of course he did, well, he's the most, like, careful caretaker of his body that any human being could ever be. Right. That's his thing, is to what nutrients for body and this and that, and what to work out here, what surgery to have for this, what shot to get with. He's a body person. Mm-hmm. And I think probably most of the people taking ivermectin would prefer to be taking it that way, too frankly, but like probably a lot of them don't have as much access to, you know, a doctor who's going to prescribe it for them and a pharmacist, a personal assistant who's going to go fill it at the pharmacy and everything else, or, you know, like the, the health insurance to go to a doctor to get the prescription or whatever, whatever it is. Right. But like a big part of the reason people are buying the livestock versions of the drug is because they're not able to access. I mean, there have been pharmacists refusing to fill it and everything else because their feeling is that if people think there's a cure for COVID, that they won't go get vaccinated. So they don't want them. And to be clear, I don't think there's really strong evidence that ivermectin does a lot for COVID more than like vitamin C and vitamin D. I mean, like I think taking vitamin D probably helps with COVID too, but like, you know, I, I don't think one's a substitute for the other necessarily. So, you know, and, and I think the Joe Rogan approach is probably what I would do if I got sick with COVID is I'd take all the things that supposedly maybe have an impact on it. Like, wouldn't you? Of course, of course. But unfortunately, there is nobody here without an agenda and the people who loudly say or try to convince you that they're without an agenda those are the people with the biggest agenda there's a well, woman yeah, named Catherine ivy on twitter icurn chaotic good writer artist professional dingus have courage and be kind yay she puts out this tweet thread today quote this is a quote this is not the update wanted to give you your husband died about 15 minutes ago. I'm so sorry. And she go, she qu finishes. The rest of it is harder to say. He wasn't alone. The respiratory therapist and I stayed with him until the end, squeezing his hand, telling him it was okay to go. This is rather beautiful. We told him he fought well. He'd been so brave for so long, and he could be and he could rest. We wiped his brow. This is what you'd say to somebody dying. It's heartfelt and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. This is from a nurse. We wiped his brow and watched as he slipped away out of his body and the devastation of the illness and into bright light or calming dark that wraps around you like a prayer. Souls linger. Some longer than others, mostly a few seconds, counted by the sudden tingle deep in my spine, a shifting awareness that there is more in the world than I can see. A few seconds where the veil opens and the naked truth of the world is almost revealed before it closes again. He was gone before his heart completely stopped beating. There were no compressions, no hasty administration of Hail Mary medications that would only postpone the inevitable. 
just him and the two of us murmuring to him in the darkened room. I'm glad we could spare him this last torment, that amidst the wreckage COVID leaves in its wake, there are still moments of mercy and peace, bitter and hard won though they may be, and under it all a deep sense of something misplaced, like a part of the world tilted away. And then, of course, we get to it. Uh-oh. This should not have happened. These deaths didn't have to happen. I keep saying this like I will find meaning in it, but the truth of the simple is it's hard to swallow. They died because we failed them. We placed our petty inconveniences on a pedestal, clung tight to ignorance, and made our neighbors a sacrifice. Each life a brilliant light, lush and shining, gone forever. Each something. So she used, and she goes on, uh, each leaving the, he had young daughters. Another has a two-year-old son just married. Now she's back to pulling at the heart. Mm-hmm. But the whole point of all this, this poetic, poetic bromide here was the attack. That was didn't have to happen. You Somebody's effing up. You're effing up. But she doesn't want to say that because that's what a crude person would say or a person being honest would say. So it's using all of the sentimentality of what it's like as a human to lose somebody, to have somebody slip away while you're holding them, while you're trying to comfort them in the last moments, using that and using all those ingredients uh, it, to encase another browbeating. Right. And it's like nobody can just shut the F up. I mean, everything's got to be a reason to yell at somebody. Uh, under they say, Whether it's a song or whether it's whatever, it, somebody's getting yelled at here. I may dress it up and try to be sweet. And everybody, of course, says this is so... The most real thing I've ever read and devastating illness that has broken the spirit of so many of us. Thank you for sharing. People are saying, are adding to this and complimenting her just to give it credibility. Mm-hmm. So it has it. So you say, no, 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 don't, no, this isn't, guys, no, no, this is so beautiful, this is important. It's not just a weird, selfish person who's intent to find a villain in something that doesn't have a villain. Exactly. Here's another person. I was feeling like I had no more empathy available, that those who were willfully and purposefully ignoring guidance and placing their own wants above public good had killed what empathy I had left, but this has rekindled it just a little bit. Unnecessary suffering. This is an orgy of wretched, wretched people. It really is. Mm-hmm. This thing has, this between Trump and now COVID and this uh, the racial reckoning we've had, it has exposed the low character of Americans, I don't care about the rest of the world, but if we've wondered if, oh, this is just a one-off, no, this, you know, this, this, uh, the the trans thing, whatever is happening now, that's just a one-off, and the little camp for kids is a one-off, and and the, you know, uh, watching little four-year-old kids dance uh, in pageants, oh, that's just another freakish thing, and this weird thing that Hollywood seems to have a lot of pedophilia, oh, that's just another thing that happens. Well, all these things are piling up, these little things. Mm -hmm. And it seems pretty GD clear to me that we've got a uh, low moral uh, floor problem in 2021. We do. And to try to fill your uh, soul and your character with an alternative form of meaning uh, is is not a good replacement for true... Uh, substantive meaning. It's just not, and I and I don't. I'm not, I'm not religious. I, I would usually say religious is probably p- people who are religious who actually believe in it, who learn about themselves, etc. Uh, those people at least have a depth 
I'm not that. I have a general, I have a belief in the good of people and good and bad, etc. But holy hell, we're freaking empty if all of these people, all of these wolves in sheep's clothing here are out there masquerading as uh, empathetic, you know, uh, benevolent uh, figures like this. We're screwed. Well, right. And the problem is that they're so self-righteous, but the things they believe are not any more true than things other people believe, right? Like, I mean, there's the whole ivermectin horse paste narrative is pretty much as real as QAnon is. You know, maybe less real. I don't even know. Because I don't know if QAnon is real or not. I assume mostly not. But, like, you know, I know for a fact most of this horse paste stuff is just invented. There are still people picking apart this Oklahoma story where the doctor went on TV. And so, like, it looks like what happened, he's come out now and um, apologized and said, like, his words have been taken out of context. Because if you actually watch the interview with him that he originally did on a local TV station, they sort of slice and dice a few things to make it seem like he's saying something that he really never quite says in the interview. He talks a lot about how people shouldn't be taking livestock ivermectin, that it's dangerous and easy to overdose on the livestock versions. And he talks a lot about how it's not really proven to do very much for COVID. And he talks a lot about how emergency room wait times are long right now, in part because they're having a COVID surge right now, Um, like much of the South of the United States. I know Oklahoma is not really the South, but, you know, it's there. They happen to, you know, have pretty high levels of that right now. Um, And uh, another hospital did eventually reach out to Rolling Stone and say they had had a couple of cases come in. They found one hospital in Oklahoma that said they'd had a couple Mm -hmm. people who took too much ivermectin. Um, But again, not enough to drive what we're talking about. There's about, somebody did the fact checking, there's under 500 cases of ivermectin overdose in the United States in the month of August. Non-fatal overdoses, like any any cases of people taking too much ivermectin and having a problem, there was like 400 and something in the whole month of August across the whole country. So this is not, these are not numbers that are driving Oklahoma's hospitalization rate in the in the state they're just not and there's no way to say that they are and if they'd done even the most basic fact checking the other big thing that people have pointed out is how the story was framed as being about gunshot victims oh the gunshot victims are all waiting you know and kudos to the people that went and checked this out that said you know oklahoma's not chicago and I don't know how many gunshot victims they have, but can it really be that there's like tons of them waiting? So somebody went and talked to the sheriff of this county where this ER doctor works. And uh, he said they've had this year in the county, they've had two gunshot victims, one who Mm. died and one who went to the hospital. Right. And there was some photo, (laughs) some file of footage. So he kind of showed people just like waiting. Like dressed in jackets and right, stuff, which is unseasonable. Right, from the winter, yeah. Right, and it was like, what are they just waiting? The gunshot people, you just guys wait in line. It's, it's so like the you're... whole thing, none of it stands up to the slightest bit of scrutiny. If anybody had made a phone call, instead of just taking, you know, even poor Daniel Dale had to fact check this and take it apart and, and say, and of course he tried as much as he could to like cover, the doctor never really said it. It just was, you know, like a miscommunication and as it got reported over and over. But that's why reporting institutions like newspapers or you know rolling stone magazine are supposed to 
you know, make some phone calls when they right. do a story <laughs> like this. Or not. But I, they're like, there's, there's no, once you become, once the yearning for a narr- narrative to be true overpowers you with its uh, uh, it, um, intoxicant, mm-hmm. you know, once you feel that pleasure, then I think that you've become addicted to it. And you mm-hmm. can't stop. You need that high more. Give me something else that's unbelievable. Give me something else. Please show me. Oh, is that a picture of a Trump boat parade where a boat exploded because they're all idiots? Yes. Okay, give me that. And give me give me the kid from um, Covington Catholic smirking at the Indian guy. Yes. Give me Jesse Smollett. Oh, that's perfect. Yes. This is what. And I think people look for more and more. And that's now too. What's happening? If you look at the the Texas stuff, this is MSNBC's Nicole Wallace and her crew of, I've been told to not call people names much anymore by my professional superiors, Alice. This is her crew of Well, did you point out to her that people on Twitter love your streams of invective? Correct. No, no, I shrank, Alice, (laughs) Alice, in the the, uh, glaring light. Here we go. Here's Nicole Wallace and crew talking about... The Texas Supreme Court situation. I'm going to deal with the elephant in the room. Obviously, I'm acutely aware of my complicity in the current state of the United States Supreme Court. Um, that said, I have voted straight party line Democratic ticket since 2000. First of all, that's a weird and odd that she worked for George W. Bush uh, as a flack. And so she's, she's complicit. Complicit in the court, what's happening in the Supreme Court, which, <laughs> which has been to most conservatives disappointing. <laughs> for the last ten years, you know, starting with Obamacare, you know, the if she if she were complicit for Roberts, Roberts is the best friend the left can have at this moment. I mean, this guy is looking for the legacy of the court as a whole, you know, uh, you know, rather than somebody who seems to be uh, a pragmatist about the Constitution. Sixteen, and my only hope, my only wish is that they freaking win that they win elections. And what I don't understand is the Republicans have revealed themselves over and over and over and over and over again. And if you want to know how radical today's GOP is, it's so radical that the man picked by my old boss, Chief Justice John Roberts, sided with the liberals on the court in the Texas abortion ban. And what Joyce just described... Robert sided with the liberals. Right, I understand that. But how does that mean? That means he's not radical. Yes, she's saying the new GOP is radical. Okay. I don't know the legal term, but it sounds a whole lot like collusion between Republican-dominated right-wing-centric legislatures and the far-right members of the United States Supreme Court, whether it's a crime and whether it's real. Maybe Mueller will look into it. But tell me where we go from here. First of all, this guy, I forgot his name was coming up. He should probably say, first of all, let's put the <laughs> Mueller comment aside and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Mueller's not currently uh, under employ from anybody in the government, and right. I don't know that the investigation's still continuing. <laughs> not that he was aware of anything that was in it when it did uh, roll out. Well, and like collusion, really? Collusion between state legislatures and the Supreme Court? Does she think that, like, state reps have, like, Clarence Thomas on speed dial? 
Does John Heilman? Huh. Where do we go from here? Well, that's why he's. Uh, I don't know if it's collusion in the sense that uh, you know the. I think the that states- is actually great. Because he's blown away, but oh my God, she's passing this stupidity to me. I actually have to come up with words for this and get invited back on this show. Okay, listen to that again. Where we go from here? Well, tell me where we go from here. Where do we go from here? Well, I could leave. uh, I don't know if it's collusion in the sense that uh, you know the. I think the states. I uh, the the in the sense of collusion. He's saying. (laughs) The state legislators are listening to, you know, this is public, right? You know, these, these people, uh, the, United, the people in the United States Supreme Court went through confirmation hearings, and many of them uh, in their public comments prior to being nominated in their confirmation hearings and subsequently made it pretty clear what their position was on Roe v. Wade. So I don't think you need to do a lot of colluding uh, for, state, for Republican state legislatures to have confidence uh, in what the court what they think, though, not not to have certainty, but to have confidence to, to make it to make make it worthwhile. And I think to Joyce's point about it's obviously unprincipled to pass laws that are prima facie unconstitutional. But when has that ever stopped anybody? I mean, the whole there there have been legislatures through down through history. All right, he's just uh, treading water there. Yeah, but it's so interesting to me that the Supreme Court works like this too. Like people have such a weird, distorted point of view about how it's supposed to work because it's like. I don't know. People say this stuff all the time. Like, well, such and such is unconstitutional. Such and such isn't. You know, like, because some pundit on some TV show said something or other was unconstitutional. And, like, at the end of the day, what's constitutional is really what a given judge decides it is that day. Right. Like, that's how it works. That's what precedent is. And, like, you know, so sometimes on some of this stuff, like... You know, people saying, like, is it constitutional for my school district to make my kid wear a mask? It's a medical device. Shouldn't that be like, I mean, it's Ava not Justin Whoa, and health director Maritza Bond. It's not necessarily like unconstitutional for your school district to make the kid wear a mask. Like, maybe you could get a judge to say that it is possible. But like, it just it's more likely that like a law would be deemed unconstitutional or something, you know, and and if you have like a state like Massachusetts, our courts aren't going to like throw out mask mandates for being unconstitutional because we have liberal judges because we're a liberal state that elects liberal politicians that appoints liberal judges. So they're going to say what they're going to say. The precedent is how they read the Massachusetts constitution and Massachusetts law and the, the powers that school districts have. And they're going to, do that based on their, you know, political instincts. Of course, I think, you know, judges that get to the point of being on the Supreme Court generally aren't that ideological in the sense of right left, which is why you have like Roberts striking, you know, not striking down Obamacare rather, I guess, and saying that it counts as a tax or whatever, or why you have um, them doing like gay marriage, even though a bunch of them were put in by Republicans who weren't for gay marriage, you know, that they're pretty independent actually but they have Mm -hmm. very specific judicial philosophies that you know often more or less align with the people who nominated them in a lot of ways you know like they're still just people and they're still gonna agree or disagree with you there's not like like we wouldn't need to have judges if it were obvious what was constitutional and what's not the point of having them is that you have to have somebody make the final call you know Mm -hmm. and and so these justices were put there fairly, and if they ultimately decide that this Texas law is constitutional, then it's going to be there. I don't know if they're going to ultimately decide it's constitutional or not. 
Um, it's going to be kind of interesting to see if this is a legal tactic that works. Um, but, you know, uh, that's what they say is constitutional is constitutional. Bottom line, at the end of the day, if they right. if they say it's constitutional, then it is because the arbiter of what's constitutional is the Supreme Court, you know. So for them to say, like, there wasn't a constitutional right to an abortion until there was, mm-hmm. you know, the Dred Scott case was decided in set a way of law, Alice, that was law. that a lot of people said at the time was constitutional. The justices that were there said it. And that's what it was like. They reinterpret laws all the time in new and exciting in different ways. And I mean, the left is fans of that, actually. They want justices who are going to be more likely to, like, throw away the rule book and decide something new. So they shouldn't be surprised then when conservative justices start to lean in that direction although i don't i don't know that they well are and also the supreme court didn't rule it it passed it said but there's nothing to we don't have a case right nobody's harmed yet right it says that you can't process through this through the supreme court yet because we don't have anything mm-hmm. there's no yeah. parties involved here yeah it's the aclu that wanted the supreme court to run out and do something it was mm-hmm. funny i what's the name of the crazy guy that joy reed has on that's like from the nation with the crazy hair the like white puff of hair. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I know what you mean. <laughs> but he's, he's, he's like he makes a, me nervous. This guy makes me nervous. He's like in a tiny too, and he was on there, and he was like, "Why did the Supreme Court do a shadow docket? There was no emergency." As though like the Supreme Court, like Texas passed a law, and the Supreme Court came running over to like stamp it with their approval when it was the ACLU and liberal pro-abortion groups that took it to the Supreme Court to start with. Because they said there was an emergency that they needed the. Thing so you to know be our friend. Down. I'm going to move on. Move on now, okay? Mm-hmm. You know our friend Jamie B was taken out and executed. Uh, so you back. said. So you said. In Australia, well, I, I <laughs> listen to this. This is Australian Premier Dan Andrews. My words to anybody left in Australia. By the way, somebody brought up another good point today, or or maybe I took what they said and made it into my own good point. When the rest of the NATO countries fold and go to Australia tactics, okay, which is a shutdown of their country and a police state now, it's martial law in the streets. Mm-hmm. When that happens now to the rest of Europe and Canada as well. Some places. When it happens else mm-hmm. um, and the coronavirus, the pandemic continues in one variant or another and we haven't done that, what do you think the pressure is going to be on us? To do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. So listen to this guy. This is Australian Premier Dan Andrews. I don't understand. I have a possibly insane three-year-old son named Cyril Shattuck. He could not come up with this. He walked around today in green PJs with an oversized space helmet on, (laughs) telling me that he met aliens and they were friendly. I can't imagine him saying this. This is a real leader of a country in the Western world. To protect the health system, we've got everybody locked down. We're going to move to a situation where, to protect the health system, we're going to lock out people who are not vaccinated and can be. If you're making the choice not to get vaccinated, then you're making the wrong choice. You're making the wrong choice. And for safety's sake, and for the back to that point about how much work our nurses have to do, as this becomes... For safety's sake, well, then you have to die. You're making mm-hmm. the wrong choice, and so you'll have to die now. You're going to be locked out of the system because we're Australia, and not that many people are dying of the coronavirus anyway. 
but since we're the fear of it has us so crippled that we're just going to let all you guys die on the outside and not come into the hospitals anymore. Absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up. It's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around. the <laughs> Roaming around. Right. Roaming around the country like a human beings. work our nurses have to do as this becomes absolutely a pandemic of the unvaccinated and we open everything up. It's not going to be safe for people who are not vaccinated to be roaming around the place spreading the virus. Like that's free what people. Be, that's what they'll be doing. So there's every reason, every reason uh, to get vaccinated. And there are appointments available and there'll be even more appointments. So if this is where they are and this is the premier, this is the head honcho of the country. I think of Victoria. Whatever. It's all the same. Okay. Then... You know how there's no dumb suggestions? There's no dumb ideas in mm-hmm. a meeting where you're spitballing? Yep. The idea to just go out and kill all the unvaccinated <laughs> people is absolutely on the table. If this idea is the one that we're falling back at. You need, I like what you're thinking. But well, certainly you know what? they're already Let's, setting up camps. Well, right. But that's absolutely, that's just, that's the next step. Well, obviously, you just go neutralize the ones who could still, still be spreaders. Yeah. Holy hell, holy frig suck. Holy hell. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because it highlights like how different culturally Australia is from us because I see like lots of Australians on Twitter who are saying basically like who like they can't understand why Americans are so obsessed with news coverage of Australian lockdown <laughs> measures. They're like, "What do you mean? We like this. Our government is keeping us safe. We didn't have high like covid casualties like you guys did we're glad that they saved all these lives it's great and like i mean some of whom are like sort of free thinkers you would think like claire lemon of quillette who's always sort of counterculture she's like a big fan of australia locking everybody oh is she yeah oh come on no but lots of australians are it's interesting to me because they're like come on you guys just don't understand us we like this so was james jamie b and menace before they took them out and shot them they were more for it too but yeah australia alice the problem is that australia used to be so cool it was america but a little better the people were a little better a little better looking had cooler accents had learned all the american stuff and made done it better they were great they were great, and now they're messed up. Our own child, Alice, our own children, Sally Shattuck, has been a fan of what Christmas song every year in and out for the last 11 years, Alice? Six white boomers. Christmas comes in the middle of a very hot summer, so when Santa Claus delivers his presents, he's not taken round by reindeer because they can't stand the terrible heat. Duh! He's taken round by six big, white, old man kangaroos called... The six white boomers. Six white. Early on one Christmas day, a joey kangaroo was far from home and lost in a great big zoo. Mummy, where's my mummy? They've taken her away. We'll help you find your mummy, son. Hop up on the sleigh. 
country. Inside the bag of toys, little Joey hopped. But they hadn't gone far when Santa stopped. Unharnessed all the reindeer and Joey wondered why. Then he heard a far off booming in the sky. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Great song. It it's is as, a great song. It's as good as any other Christmas yeah, song out there. Yeah, daughter's been treating us to it yes, for years. snow white boomers. Mm-hmm. And now it's, the place is nuts now. That sucks. Yeah, Santa's not going to be Holy. driving around his six white boomers this year. That's Do you for sure. realize what Olivia Newton-John did for so many of us, Alice? I didn't even know she was from there. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. You didn't know she was from... No. Hello? Who's that? No, I think it was just my foot's on the table and oh, it, it creaked. Sorry. All right. We got to get out of here, Alice. Six white boomers. We'll let the people go. Free Australia. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, at Tom Shattuck, at Alice Shattuck. We're also at BurnBarrelPodcast.com, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel. Uh, we have channels that you can subscribe to on YouTube and uh, what's the other one? Rumble. We're also on Gab and Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast on those. And you can shoot us an email, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com or write us a review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, five stars Say if you feel like it. Well, they've all had their presents, Sonny. We were here last night. This trip is an extra trip. Joey's special flight. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, racing Santa Claus through the blazing sun. Six white boomers, snow white boomers, on his Australian run. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.